Still Cool Sports. This is Liz. This is Remy. We got a little pause there before you, you said this is Remy. I had to kind of. I had to figure out who I was. <laughs> You're like, which name am I going to use today? Which alias? No, I was, you know, and then I was thinking about the Miami Heat. <clears throat> the sigh, the sigh. Well, how could you not be thinking about the Miami Heat? Which is why we're here today to talk about Miami Heat. Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry are going to another NBA Finals. Yep. That was not on my 2023 bingo card. That's all I'll say. I, you know, I know. I, so at the beginning of the season, like everybody, I thought the Heat were going to be in the mix. Right. So it, do, it doesn't surprise me that they're in the finals. It just surprised me because they didn't play that great in the season. So I didn't think they're going to go from the play into the finals. I thought even if the Raptors played them in the play in that the Raptors are going to beat them. So I didn't have them pegged this far I thought the Cavs could beat them. Actually, no. I thought if the Cavs had to play Miami, like say in the first round or something, if Miami started doing better towards the end of the season, I thought, okay, if they have to play them, then yeah, Miami would be tough. Beatable, but tough. Yeah. Miami is like... I mean, the Bulls did beat them. The Hawks. Or the Hawks. Yeah, they the Bulls are beating them by by a lot of points, and they came back within oh, the last right. five minutes, and that's then they beat right. them. That's right. Which, that's which right. Everybody thought the Bulls awesome. are going to win for sure, but it's something they just keep getting better and better. They play basketball really well. They never really stop setting <laughs> screens and taking the shots, no matter what. You're supposed to play basketball well, but no. The Boston Celtics don't play did not play well. basketball well. They didn't play basketball well in Game Six, and it was a like point okay. six seconds. Okay, let's okay go go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Boston really quickly. Yeah, and everyone is all shocked, like, oh, Boston played so badly. Boston. Blah, 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 blah. I was watching the commentary after the game yesterday, and Charles Barkley was like, oh. You know, Boston is the most inconsistent, talented team. No. First off, they are very consistent. They are consistently bad in the fourth quarter. If you have been watching them all season, they are consistently bad in the fourth quarter. And they are consistently bad at home. And what happened in the last two games? They were bad in the fourth quarter and bad at home. Every game, because... Game this one, is not game like one. a surprise. I don't yeah. know. People are acting like they're surprised about how bad think, Boston is. They're the most overrated team. Yeah. I think the surprise came because they went to the finals last year. So you they thought that maybe... They went to the finals last year. They, they went. So here's what's so crazy. is last year, on the date, yesterday's date, they played a game seven. Jimmy Butler missed the last shot. Boston goes to the finals. They didn't play great in that series. And you thought Miami was supposed to win. And they didn't. And Boston went and Golden State did what they did to Boston. So there was no way Miami was even losing that game seven. They had so much. Especially after game six where they lost. You were going to just talk about this game six buzzer beater moment. That should never have happened. But, you know, then I seen the Jimmy Butler double dribble 
and before he got fouled, and I was like, all right, so the refs are inconsistently missing things when they want. They're human. The ball doesn't normally bounce like that off a three-pointer. It just was perfectly placed in, in Derek White's hand. And give him credit, he knew to just put it back up and not come down with it because naturally your instinct is to grab the rebound. Right. So He just tapped it. He in. just tapped it right back in, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think Struess was supposed to be guarding him, and Struess just watch, was watching the ball. Like He was like, yeah, I don't watch I think this. everybody kind of was like, contest the three. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I think they overplayed the three pointer. So all the players were on the other side of the ball and nobody was, they didn't crash the boards, which I would have crashed it foul call or not. Yeah. Because it's the last, it's the last play. That's what my thought is, is they were trying not to foul. Yeah. Get a foul. But I was watching the game with my dad. So he had lots of commentary and he was like, no, you stay with your man. You stay with your man. Like, yeah, those plays you gotta, like you should, the thing is, Bam could have been there. He boxed out Jalen Brown past the foul line. He's not grabbing a rebound from there. Right. You should be in the middle. You are the you are the rebounding guy. So it was like, you know. It happens. Those nine times happen. out of ten, the shot misses and you win. Yeah. Just, that was just the one. And I think Miami, I think after that, it looked like because everybody was kind of like, you you it it was like fake confidence. That's what I thought. Boston was happy. They were celebrating. And I was like, oh, they're just happy to win this game. Yeah. That was it. Because I know game seven, first play of the game, Tatum twists his ankle. I don't know. The play was out of, he was out of control. First of all, like he could have came to a stop, took a jump shot, probably would have made it. Like, it felt a little bit out of control. And for the life of me, I don't understand why you don't take him out the next play. Call a timeout, take him out, check him, maybe retape the ankle, get him a little bit comfortable, and get him back on the court. Because the rest of the game, he was wincing every time. He never got any treatment, any kind of help. With and that kind of injury, though, and, and this is another point we were talking about last night, is with a sprained ankle, though, you're not supposed to take off your shoe. The minute you take off your shoe, you're done. You're not going back in that game if it's bad enough. Yeah, because, but, yeah, okay, I, yeah, mean, I, I, I get that. I That's guess, true. yeah, you could retape it and stuff, but in theory, like the minute you take off your shoe, like you might as well just not go back in. Yeah, You're not going to. Yeah. Like I, I and he, it was bad enough. It was obviously bad enough that he he was. I don't know. He probably should have been taken out. I mean, if any other game, if it wasn't a game seven, and they if it wasn't a do or die game seven, they would have taken him out and rested him and just called it a day, right? Yeah, but oh, for sure. It, game seven, it, you got to be in there. But did it hurt? Because now. He can't do 80% of what they needed him to do. He can't drive to the basket hard. Like, would it have been better to put somebody else in? But see, do they have a deep enough bench to put somebody in? Well, I mean, like, even at the beginning, first five minutes, like, just 
get him off for a second. Maybe he didn't want to come off because he just it was hurting him that much. But he was like worried that if he came off, it would get worse. But I don't know. I just felt like, well, Jalen Brown can't dribble with his left hand. So it's like, what do you end up doing? They don't really have any other plays set up for anybody else except open three-pointers for Marcus Smart. So I guess they were actually really limited because they they needed him to score 50 points. Jason Tatum? Yeah, like that's what they needed. They needed him to have like game seven Jason Tatum where he chucks up 40 shots and you hope that 20 of them go in. And then you live with that. But that's that's, you know, that's not, and here's the difference between Boston and Miami. This is why Boston is on quote unquote unreliable, but not really unreliable, but they, they are, you're relying too much on that, that one player. And in some cases, yeah, you can do that, but not in today, not against a team like Miami where Miami, yeah, they've got Jimmy Butler, but they also have all these other players. You don't know who's going to come off that bench and just score like Caleb Martin in the last two games for Miami or even three, like he well, he's was, averaging 20 points a game. Yeah. And he's not even there. He's not even, they don't even run plays for him. Yeah. He just, he's, he's open on some threes. He grabs a lot of rebounds. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so, it, it, he's so, he's such a crazy story. I think. In, Miami's full of players like that. But see, like they do what you're supposed to do. You you're running motion, yeah. You you make the correct pass, yeah. And if you're open, you take the shot. It doesn't matter who you are, yeah. You're in the NBA because you could make that shot, right? Take the shot. So yeah. when they start taking and they take open shots, they don't force anything. It's always open shots. They pass till somebody's open and they take the shot, right? And then, Everything yeah, so that is actually very true. If you watch them, it's it's correct. They do pass like. Jimmy Butler would pass off shots. He'd be in the paint and he'd pass it off if he didn't feel feel he had the shot. Yeah. Which sometimes you'd be like, oh, turn and shoot that, where another guy would turn and shoot that. Yeah. And maybe make it half the time, maybe not. It would even get to Martin and he's hot. And he would take a pump fake, take a dribble in, draw somebody else's defender and give them the shot because it's more open than his shot, which is... Not how everybody plays basketball. Not that's how true. every team plays. No, and that's... It's- Denver, Denver plays really close to that. So that's why this series is really good because the series where everybody on the team is involved, like one through five. Yeah. Jokic, is, Jokic will find anybody that's open. Bam does the same thing. So yeah. it's going to be really, really... I'm ner- I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's how it's going to go. I mean... I, I- I- I think everybody has Denver because yeah. Denver is a better team. Yeah. I mean, D- D- Denver is, well, two things. One, Denver is a better team, and Denver has just been, like, cruising to this. They have they literally, like, cruised all season, cruised through the playoffs. I mean, did they even play six games, a six-game series? Were they all, um, like, they played... Who did they play in the first? Okay, that, the no, I'm going to look for this. I need to know. They played the T-Wolves. The T-Wolves. I think the T-Wolves get two on them? The men might have. The T-Wolves might have actually gotten miraculous. Could the T-Wolves have been the only team to give them a semi-challenge? 
which is like, come on. Which just means that they were taking it easy the first round. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean any, it just means like, no, eh. no the T Wolves was 4 1. It was 4 1. Where's the other team? Oh, oh. the Suns, the Suns, 4 2. 4 2. Okay, okay. The Suns went six games, but four, like, yeah, Suns went six games, but. And then the Lakers got. The Lakers, Lakers got bloomed the... up. But here's the <laughs> other thing the Heat aren't the Lakers. No. And Not even the games that the Lakers lost, they weren't, they didn't get super blown out in every game. No. So, and the, the Lakers, the Lakers have a respect of, like, they got, like I said, the Lakers got lucky in the playoffs against the Grizzlies that the Grizzlies just were not the team that they should have been. And then the Lakers are just, they're the kind of team that, like, like, They've got, you know, they have LeBron, they have AD, they've got a few other good players, but that's it. They don't really, they're not that deep. And, yeah, and what I like about... Uh, and they don't have a good coach. I yeah. mean... And that's another thing, too, like, the... You know, like, it's the first time in the finals for a lot of those Denver Nugget players. That's a, That's a big thing. You know, yeah. like when for all of them, right? Yeah, more, yeah, no, I mean some of the older ones. There's, there's somebody on Denver. No, there's nobody. No, there is. There's someone on Denver that people talk about. Who is it? Who's like on, who's on Denver that's been in the, in the finals? Uh, Ask Chat GPT. We should just have Chat GPT. <laughs> No, there's somebody like talking. I don't want, I don't, I just, I, this is not what I want. So, yeah, but it's still a lot less, right? And and sometimes you need a team that, like somebody on your team that understands the grand of the finals because it's big lights. It, it's yeah. like, I think what happens in the finals. The DeAndre Jordan. No, they never made it. The Clippers never made it past. No, no, no. Denver was it on the Lakers? Somebody's got to be here. No, maybe it isn't. So, yeah, I think, though, it was De- it's either DeAndre Jordan people were talking about. I mean, there's somebody on the heat that people are talking about that they were yeah. like, well, I would love to see one of those guys win. <laughs> like, it was kind oh, of, I think it was DeAndre Jordan and. Yeah, I think it's DeAndre Jordan because. Gabe Vincent. Maybe. Or no, Gabe... Udon- Udonis Heslam. They want to give him another one? Somebody another was one? like, people on Twitter were talking about either DeAndre Jordan or Udonis Heslam could win an NBA Finals. And that that was like, they felt that that was a meaningful thing. I don't. Or, or since, yeah, since La- he's retiring after the season. So it'd be a nice Udonis Heslam way to go out. But I think it, it experience counts. I mean, we talk about like the Raptors outlier championship, but that team literally was riddled with experience, except for like Lowry and the, and the younger players. Kawhi's been to so many finals; he was a Finals MVP. That was your go-to guy. Abaka had battles in the conference finals a bunch of times. Right. Him and Mark Gasol. So they had 
and Danny Green is a champion. They had champions. Danny Green is just like a a champion. Yeah. yeah. And he and for like you know for all the slack sometimes that he gets because. You know, he's the only NBA player that has won an NCAA championship and won an NBA championship. And he's won everywhere he's went. Except Cleveland, but you know. Well, he went there late. He went there late. And And who knows? Maybe if he's on the roster next year. Cleveland Cleveland needs a a better mixture. They got to go get a vet that's been to the championship. They, they They need a winning vet. Okay, off topic. We will get back on topic, but someone who did who was it today? Someone posted and they were like, This is who the Cavs should get. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I think it, it was not somebody from Boston. No, you don't want nobody from Boston. Oh, it was Struce. Struce. Oh, yeah. So and I was is, like, What did he that, get rid of Struce? But no. they were like, Struce is who the Cavs should try to go after. Well, he's a free agent, I think. I think yeah, that, he must be. He must be coming up on his free agency. I think so. And the thing is, that's so crazy. <laughs> now he's going to have finals experience, right? So you know, the, he would be people, actually a very good person. It's like he would be the trade for Kevin Love. <laughs> Struess was, was actually on the Boston Celtics, and they waived him in like twenty twenty one, I think. This is see the bo- and the Sixers and Boston man waving players that they shouldn't have waved. Well, the Sixers, first of all, chose did not choose Jimmy Butler. The year when they lost to the Raptors, they chose Harris instead of Butler, and their whole history of not being able to the underperforming in the playoffs has been hounded by Butler overperforming in the playoffs. And it was, I mean, Miami Heat, they have, a, I think there was a picture, I think Dwayne Wade's last year when he was on the Cavs. Mm. And there's a picture of him and Jimmy Butler's on the, on the, on the Sixers and they're sitting at the scoring table mm. at a Heat game. And it was literally like, you know, this this could be yours kind of moment. <laughs> and then he ends there. So I, you know, I, Denver should win. Denver should win. Hands down. Oh, D- Denver is, is, is just, it's not, I, I like Miami and I love the way they're playing. And it's such a, like, I love seeing, I mean, how could you not root for Miami right now? Like you just, mm-hmm. you want to root for them. Denver, though, when you watch Denver, I would, we'll see what happens. Like anything could happen, but Denver is just like, (laughs) they play, they remind me of the Spurs when Tim Duncan was on the Spurs. Not that they necessarily play that way. They just, they're just almost like, they're not super exciting basketball. They're just like good. Like you can't, like they do everything right. Yeah. Like, Jokic has this like way of playing basketball that is like sort of loping, slow. Like he plays like he plays like he gets the job done. He definitely plays like the guy that just comes to the basketball court in their flip flops. Yes, he beats you, but he he beats you. Yeah, he doesn't need shoes to beat you. 
He's coming <laughs> and in. You, you look at them and you're like, this guy's going to be slow. I'm going to smoke him, blah, blah, blah. And then you just, it's. He's just smart. He plays a he plays a smart game of basketball, and it's good to it's fun to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Miami takes that away from him. The good thing with Miami, Bam is a very athletic center. Yeah, he's a great matchup for Jokic because he could do what Jokic does on the other end. So can Jokic guard himself? <laughs> can Jokic guard himself? And could Jamal Murray? guard Jimmy Butler and offensively be that dangerous because he wasn't, he didn't have to guard anybody. Yeah. Well, cause they had no, this is the thing. They had no real, like aside from, I guess the Suns, and then Durant got hurt and, or not Durant. Um, what's Chris his Ball. name? Chris Paul Chris got Ball. hurt. Yeah. Um, and, 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 to be, and even in that series, what's his name? What's that other guy's name? Sun Phoenix. Yeah. Booker okay. was, Cooking everybody, man. They the rest of the team couldn't cook anything, but he yeah. was there was nobody yeah. stopping him. So yeah. it's it's that's the thing. Denver is a great defensive team, so I don't think they'll have a problem. Right. But are Denver's unsung guys going to score as much as Miami's unsung heroes? Does Michael Porter Jr. and Who's that other guy on that team? Aaron Gordon have as much of a green light like Robinson, Struess, and Vincent. Because that's the that's the thing. Yeah, they may not be able to take those shots. Like those guys could take whatever shot they want. Yeah, Jimmy Butler doesn't care. Yeah, right. But does Jamal Murray care if he wants to shoot and those guys want to shoot? So that becomes a thing to, right, as well. Right. Like who's like. Boston, I mean, not Boston. Miami doesn't care who's the number one scorer in the game. No, no. They just play. Yeah, so, just, no, the, it's it's a completely different. Yes. That, I mean, to talk about, you know, to talk about culture on a team, but it's, yeah. it is a culture that you build and like, this is the way we play. Yeah. This is what we do. And it's and, all like Pat Riley's Showtime Lakers, man. Those yeah. guys, it was like, Listen, we're just gonna we're gonna play basketball. We're gonna run, we're gonna set plays, we're gonna do things. We don't know who's gonna be the number one guy. It could be magic one day. It could be Kareem the next. Kareem the other, it could be worthy the other. So it doesn't matter, right? So that culture and that basketball way of playing basketball, like I mean, Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo are not playing. A Tyler Hero is going they are saying Tyler Hero may be back by game three. Listen, if they if they get him back and he's able to do anything, them, that would be my concern. That'll be such a heavy boost because again, he opens up the floor for all the other shooters because you have to guard him because he'll shoot from anywhere. He doesn't care. So Oh man, that's I forgot. I think we think he's going to be back in time. That they're saying a, this is what they're saying. They're saying he's he's they've been practicing him more. I think he's with the team. You know, well, of course he's going to be with the team, but I think he's gonna. Yeah, I think so. That's that's what I'm hearing. They're saying the goal goal is to get him back by game three. Makes sense when when Gary Payton Jr. broke his hand, 
Was it last year? Mm. He was back. Whatever he was back with the team by the finals, and yeah. it made all the difference because now somebody was there who's well rested. You're all rested, and they can guard. Steph Curry all of a sudden doesn't have to guard that hard anymore. He's got a guard to guard for him. He can like roam around. So that was really big for them. So that would be a, such a boost because again, this team is playing so good. You're about yeah. to add another player that just shoots three pointers, and it's oh, he's oh, he's not bad defender. He has he plays Miami Heat basketball. Yeah. So he they he, can all defend. They can all defend. They're not, oh, you know. I mean, this is going to be real. I, the, we'll see. I mean, what they're saying now is is what you know the the talking heads out there are basically saying. You know, if Miami gets two off of Denver, that's good. But we'll see. You know, like I I, I wouldn't that, count. I would never. Miami's not a team. Looking at what they have done in this playoffs, they're not a team you can count out. I'll tell you what, Denver. And they have not gotten. Denver has had it pretty easy. Miami has not had it easy. Like, say what you will, Boston played a lot of terrible games and they're very inconsistent, you know, but they're not easy. They didn't make it easy. Who'd they play before Boston? The Knicks. The Knicks were easy. Milwaukee, not so much. You know what I mean? And they had to do the play-in. So they haven't had an easy go of it. Actually, the play-on probably was harder than Milwaukee and the Knicks, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, because literally you had to win or go home. And 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 Milwaukee and the Knicks were just, you know, the Knicks. Were, they honestly, the Cavs and Miami would have been a better. Miami probably would have won, but it would have been a better series. I think it would have. They would have done a little. I think the Cavs would have done better, maybe. But I could be wrong because Miami is, Miami is not the team. I, th- I think Jimmy. I think it's just it's some players in the playoffs. They get on a special run. It's nothing. Just nothing can knock them out. Yeah, nothing. Like right now, I don't think there's anything that could stop Jimmy Butler. Even when they won, he was so locked in. He didn't want to touch that trophy. He barely smiled. And I'm like, man, he's just he just wants to go play in the finals. He's like, he wants to win. Like the I, the only, I would say in game six, though, he was more hesitant. He didn't, he, he looked, I don't know if he looked tired or a little beat up or hurt. I he think he, game seven looked fine, but game I six, think, he looked a little. I think a lot of it, like, you know, you've seen it in game seven. When he started to be aggressive, when he was driving to the basket, the looks that he was trying to pass off yeah. to people were there because. They had to guard him because he was being so aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think even even with the even the backdoor plays that Bam passes that Bam and Lowry were making, it was because of the aggression that Bam and Butler were playing with. They were just aggressive for the first time in like three games, basically. And who knows? Maybe 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 Jimmy Butler wanted to beat them in the in the seventh game on their floor because they beat him in the seventh game, and maybe they're just playing. Maybe he's that kind of petty. Maybe he he's is. that kind I of. I th- I a hundred percent think he is. I think he's super petty. Because you kind of have to. I think a lot. Of, I mean, if you yeah. if you're a I, star at that level, you are you're going to be a little petty because you you don't. Here's the thing about being competitive. 
and I feel like sometimes people don't understand this. Like when you're a really competitive person, like you can get a little petty. Like it's hard not to be because you're just like, oh, I got that person, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And I, I once, not you know, in a therapy session, was talking to my therapist and I kind of explaining to her that I'm a very competitive person. And she goes, well, what? She was trying to get at it. And I'm like, you know, I think trying to think of it with some deep-seated insecurity or something. I'm like, no, nah, I just like winning. Like, who doesn't like winning? Yeah, leave me and alone. Some people don't under if you're not that kind of person. And sure, yeah. maybe you could unpack. And I'm sure some sports psychologists would love to unpack all of that. But I mean, sometimes you just want to win, and you and and not just win, but sticking it to the other team especially a team like Boston that are kind of cocky. Their fans are cocky. Their whole organization, the Celtics whole organization is, you know, you saw it before the game, Paul Pierce is there, like trying to get the crowd all into it. Like, yeah, yeah, of course I'd want to beat them in their own house with this jerk watching the game. Especially that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if I sat there and when I saw him, him at the game, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to kill this team now. He was there. Rondo was there. Who else was there? Brian Scalabria. He's always there. Yeah. You know, and then you're just like. Like I said, Pat Riley's revenge. The only person who's probably not as petty as Jimmy Butler or who who is more petty than Jimmy Butler is probably Pat Riley. Pat Riley's been actually in the finals for 25% of the finals in NBA history. He's got a quarter of them as a player, coach, and executive. That is crazy. I mean, that is, I, it does, the stat to me doesn't even make sense. How does somebody have that? 25 finals appearances. A basketball genius. Basketball. Yeah legend like i mean and it's funny because there's people talk about like mj we talk about players or maybe we'll talk about great coaches like and he was a great coach but he doesn't really even get in people don't talk about him the way they talk about like popovich or something you know i feel like i think i think a lot of it has to do with like he was a great coach but he also like didn't coach in the same place, right? The Lakers for a bit. He went to Miami. So no, it's coaching. In New York, wasn't he? Didn't he coach in New yeah, York? Yeah, he did. I think he coached in New York for a he bit. Coached in New York and then Miami. So he's had like like all these like different coaching places. So yeah. I don't know if that tarnishes it a bit. I think it shouldn't, but it shouldn't. Well, not it can't anymore because look, this is a good segue because I did want to talk about coaches. We might have to come back on and do the whole restarting my computer thing. Um, I want to talk about coaches because as we're saying coaches, I mean, you can't now anymore coaches move every season. It's like the musical chairs of coaches, but there is a coach that got hired this week. Mr. Mr. Nick nurse, Mr. Nick nurse has got a new job (laughs) back, back with his old boys. Back with his new boys and, and some old boys. Well, Daryl Mooney, 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 is Mooney, Mooney, whatever. No, I don't know what his name is. Well, the G, oh, he was the president of GM for Houston. So he 
you know, he was Nick he, Nurse's boss in Houston. So Nurse he's is, brought Nick Nurse to... He's over there in Philly. So that connection was, I think, was a nod, was, was a sign for one. Mm-hmm. I think once he pulled out of the Boston job, everybody knew he was going to Philly. It was not a secret anymore. The Bucks job, I think. Or the, oh, the Bucks job. Yeah, when Adrian Griffin took the Bucks job. So now the Raptors oh, are out of two okay. coaches. Okay. So I still think I agree. Bonholz, like, I, he... They shouldn't have fired him, the Bucks coach. Not that he's the best coach, but I know. But they fired him the same reason why the Raptors fired Nick Nurse. No, but Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse made well, more well, sense to me. Well, the, when the culture starts to shift, like they fired Boonhauser because it's like you're, you're as you're a president and GM, you're sitting there. You're not going to fire yourself, so you got to can't fire yourself. <laughs> Everybody's asking. Why wasn't Kawhi, why wasn't Giannis guarding Jimmy Butler when he was going off? Giannis says, this is the coach's call. It's done. It's over. It's over. Because now they ask him, why wouldn't you do that? He says, that's not what I wanted to do. And that then they're just like, no. Well, what why would you not to... do that? He's your best player. Put your best player on their best player and hope for the best. I'm happy for Nick Nurse. That's a good challenge. Can he turn yeah. Embiid into the champion that he should be? Maybe. Right? Maybe. And Do you think Harden, but it, will Harden stay? I don't know. Listen, these guys love Nick Nurse. As much as in the in the in the press when the when players talk about Nick Nurse and his junky defense and the aggressiveness he gets the players to play with, mm. they hate it because it bothers them. But they're loving the fact that he's going to be their co-trainer. Because now they get to be that team that everybody kind of hates. My only concern is Harden is not a good defender. Hmm. Can they do all the defensive things that Nick Nurse liked to do with the Raptors where it was like boxing ones and all these stuff? Do they have the You mean like poking out Darius Garland's eye? (laughs) Whatever it takes. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Nick Nurse is now... Philly's... Philly's coach. Yeah, Philly's listen. Problem. Or Philly is now Nick Nurse's <clears throat> problem. Oh, I have a little bit of sneeze attack. It is allergy yeah. season in... Everywhere. Everywhere. We have no escape. Knock on wood, mine yeah. has not been that bad. Like, I get moments where I'm I, like, oh, I have it. But no, normally, I'm much worse. This is... I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they've been bad. They've Actually, been really I, bad for I have me. a theory, but... But we're talking I, um, about basketball, so, not allergies. Yeah. Who's going to be who's going to be Nick the Raptors coach? Is, oh, okay. What is your Nick Nurse thing? Well, Nick Nurse thing is, can he handle Philly? Philly's not an easy crowd. No. Philly's a tough, thick skin. You know. This is the thing, Philly, Boston. They're not going to love you. Like if you coach yeah, in you. a place like Toronto or Cleveland. Or Cleveland can be tough. Cleveland, they'll go on the sports shows and they'll go on Twitter and they'll be like, fire JB, blah, 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 blah. At the game, they're not going to do that. But anywhere on the East Coast, New York, Philly, Boston, I don't know. I think Raptors are going to announce the coach. I have a feeling they're doing that announcement. If it's not tomorrow, then it's definitely going to be 
Monday. I'm I'm surprised. I mean, they're one. They're taking their time. They're taking they're their the time. smartest one out of the bunch. Yeah, they want to see where everybody else is going to go first, and then they're they're going to make their call. But they also have their picks. So I don't think obviously Nick Nurse wasn't going to. They weren't going to rehire Nick Nurse. I think Emi Adoka see for Emi Adoka seemed like it was the coach that we we're going to pick. Yeah, but kudos to. If I guess he chose somewhere else, but also kudos to the Raptors front office that didn't just jump to pick a coach because all of a sudden all these coaches are getting fired. Well, this is it. They wanted to see who's available. Like, yeah, wait, what's the rush? Could we get something better? Like, I think the they have finalists. And I think my finalists are the, uh, they, they said that the Spanish national team's head coach, who was an assistant for us when we won a championship, he's a finalist for sure. He's a great coach. He's, it's a great pick. If they pick him, that's like, that's really, really good. So he's a finalist. I think the other two finalists are Steve Nash and Monty Williams. Now, everybody was up in arms. I would, I would take I'm, Monty Williams because Monty Williams, I don't think, should have been fired. But uh, also, we don't know if he's going to take a year off, right? He, but you he, said Nick Nurse was going to take a year off, and with the right amount of money, Ma- no one's taking a year off. But I think, but Monty Williams, I think for him, it's about like so many things have happened while he was coaching, like his losing his wife and things like that. And he might just take some time away from the game, mm-hmm. but also. He has a, he turned down the Detroit job. Yeah. And they offered him a lot of money. So yeah. Maybe it's maybe he's maybe he's the Raptors' choice and they already chose him. And they're like, listen, we don't want to make this announcement until this date, but you got it. They're very secretive with what they do at MLSE, man. Yeah. I hope but, honestly, I hope it's not Steve Nash. Okay, um, so here uh, my I, quick thing about Steve Nash. Is that we can't look at how he coached the Nets as being a good coach or bad coach because the the players on the court were detrimental to each other. It didn't matter who was coaching. Kenny Atkins was there first. Yeah, and Kenny Atkins was coaching that team to the to the play in or to the eighth seed when they had when they didn't really have anybody. Yeah, he's not an assistant coach, and he's a sought after coach as well. People want him to coach. Yeah, Steve Nash went there, and you know, I don't know if it's true, but reportedly, Kyrie Irving looked at him and said, "You stole two MVPs from Kobe Bryant." That's that's not that is not how you start your tenure with your coach. So he was coaching in a disaster. So we haven't really seen. Well, I mean, Kyrie's a disaster. Like, I mean, right? But that's your point guard. That's the guy with the ball. So if he's a disaster, if you guys can't even click. You're not even calling any plays on the sidelines because they're not listening to you. Like that was tough. So I can't really judge his coaching ability because I don't think he's coached the game yet. Because yeah, because yeah. So I can see what I can see the Raptors. So here's my thing. I see the Raptors if they're thinking long term for players that they want to come to Toronto. I can see the Raptors going after Steve Nash because then on a free agency in a couple of years, you go after Rowan Barrett. 
you, you go after you go after his son because that's your that's your that's your god's that's your godson. You don't even have to, you know what I mean. So a lot of Canadian players might come back if he's a good enough coach and he shows that Akram if he if he can, you might pull in more Canadians here. I don't they, know, I, like see, but I I get I this is the other thing that I like get. I mean, maybe this is an American in me. But I get annoyed with the, oh, he's Canadian. And I feel like if he comes, that's all we're going to hear about. Oh my God. It's going to be very annoying and very obnoxious. They need and, one because. And people who don't like, the thing is, I hear people who don't really know anything about basketball. Yeah. Like, it's fine if you say it, but like, there's people who don't know anything about basketball, but they know, oh, Steve Nash is Canadian. Oh, he's going to coach the Raptors. Oh, that's so great. Don't you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't think. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, not not the Steve Nash part. I, I can see if it's a ploy. I can see them going after Steve Nash because if you keep a player like Fred Van Vliet, who's a who's a willing person to learn the game, him learning the pick and roll game from Steve Nash could free up him and Siakam. It is a, it is not a bad idea no, to bring somebody in that knows the game. I see what you're saying. But, but, but again, I, mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't Monty choose. Williams would be a better. I wouldn't player. choose Steve Nash over Monty Williams or over Sergio. Right. But I think those are their top three. Right. I think. You know, I think Kenny Atkins. Gonna... <laughs> well, hey, Doc Rivers and and Masai do have a history together. Masai's first internship. In the in when he in Orlando, Doc Rivers was a coach, so they've worked together for a long time. So, and if if Masai thinks is a like you know Masai could look and be like, listen, everybody in the world thinks that you can't win, but we could build a winner here, and you could prove them wrong. That's a lot of motivation because he's not building, he's not inheriting superstars and trying to get them to win yeah. he'll be building superstars from the ground up to try to get them to win it's a but different Doc rivers can do that like see, uh, yeah Doc... that's what i mean like i think he's limited in that in in that sense. they said something actually last night on tnt the the guys on tnt in the after game commentary and they're talking about coaches and the importance of coaches with some people don't think coaches are important at all other people think they are we of course think they're important here it's still it's still like Yes, but the thing about one of the comments that was made is that a coach can't give you confidence but they can take it away yeah and i think that's a really important point doc rivers is a bit of a confidence killer in his players for whatever he does whatever he says he yeah, he's cold, man. He traded his own son, man. Like this guy's cold. Yeah. And and some people, sure, like I, I don't think being like a cold coach gets you very far. You can want to win and you can be tough and intense, but that's not the same thing as being just sort of cold. Cold. Yeah, it's it's, it's so but I don't know, maybe it could work in Toronto. Because there's some maybe some people respond to that. I don't know. Get him, get him, him and Kyrie on a team together. <laughs> oh no, he is not Kyrie. Listen, 
I think Kyrie's one of the best players that's ever touched a basketball ball handle wise. He's he's good, but I think he I don't know if he wants to play basketball as much as he no. needs to play basketball. And it might be that might be something that the NBA deals with because when these balloon contracts are out, these players are making an exasperated amount of money. Yeah. In five years, some of them are like twenty six, and they've already made a hundred, hundred and fifty million dollars. So why do they need to keep playing? Why do they need to keep listening? They can to go do play? other stuff. This is happening. You know, this is happening in other sports. I think this is part of what's happening in tennis, in women's tennis, is these young women are making a lot of money early on. They are then in, and they're smart. So they're investing that money. They're not just making it and splashing around. I mean, they are, but they're investing it and investing in businesses and sports teams and this. So all of a sudden now, well, what do I need tennis for anymore? They don't need to play tennis to make their money because they're making money off the businesses they just invested in if they're smart, you know? And so I think, and then also they're making money off their Instagram accounts and their influencer deals and all of this other stuff. And they keep having that. They don't necessarily need to keep playing their sport. So I think you're seeing more, I think you're going to see more and more of across sports where that's okay. Maybe someone comes and plays a couple of years, make their money and then bounce. I there was a football player I can't remember his name played maybe like three four years. Marshawn Lynch? No. No, Marshawn Lynch played a long time. He made a lot of money. He made a lot of money. Yeah, but this guy made a lot of money. He decided that he he just retired early. They were, didn't understand why, and he said that he didn't want to not be able to think clearly. Like I know getting hit in his head. I can't, I can't remember. And then he just he became a farmer. He just started farming yes, and he started yes. like helping everybody. And it's just like. Yeah, sure. Some people are going to be out early. The only sport that will be able to keep players for a long time is baseball because it takes seven years for you to even get a big contract. So you need to play good for seven years. Well, baseball is so, I mean, it's. But also, again, it's, baseball is it's, such it's, a grind. I think it's I think it's such a yeah, like I think it's such a grind that it the players don't mind the grind because the payday is so like, I mean, if you're good. You're getting tens of millions along the way for your seven years. But, and but also, then, also with baseball, I mean, you just have to love baseball's a game. I think if you play baseball, you just have to love the game. You, you, or you yeah, have I to, mean, players, baseball players don't stop playing. Like injuries stop them from playing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, but it, it's, it's basketball, it's a, it's a lot of money very fast, a lot of guaranteed money very fast. Right, like you know, you could look at like Jabaret, and you're like, "Oh man, you're throwing your life away." I'm like, "Really? He's already made like eighty million dollars. He's not throwing anything away. He's rich for the rest of his life. He could do whatever he wants." I mean, and that's the part that that's hard because it's like, okay, we he, can he discipline. Can't do whatever you. he wants. He still has to be smart about it. You have to invest that money because there are people now depending on you that you're paying all this. Like you can't. There are people, I mean, sometimes there are stories. You don't want to be that guy who had the $80 million contract and then got in trouble and then ended up 20 years from now with nothing. 
because that can happen too. Like you do have to kind yeah. of be sensible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just go- I just went to Google his his net worth. Okay. What is Job Morant's net worth? Please tell us. His net worth is eighty million dollars. Eighty million. He makes a million dollars a month. Endorsements or whatever. Endorsements, Instagram, and and and, 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 and NBA stuff. And NBA stuff. So and and I guarantee you, he has he says that at times, like people are talking about him throwing it away. I have eighty million dollars. I could, you know, I could obviously I could lose it, but yeah, it's still eighty million dollars. It's it, you know, you read about because <laughs> I've read about the people who won like the big payouts in the lottery, yeah, and that actually can really they can end up going bankrupt, and they often end up like in really bad situations. Sometimes there's this yeah, whole because, thing about because. It. They buy a big mansion, yeah. and maintaining a big space is costs a lot of money. We're off not talking about the NBA, but this is a good thing because this does happen in the NBA where players get these big houses, big mansions. They they do all of that, and then the money's not the same because obviously when you're playing and you're having it, when you're having like a good like career, you're making a lot of money. Right. When that career is done, you need like ten, fifty million dollars a year to maintain the lifestyle that you have, but you're not making ten, fifty million dollars. And, and the people that were you were supporting on that lifestyle, your family members, your your close friends, maybe who are working working for you, your girl, you know, your wife, girlfriend, whatever, partner, your children. Now you have friends, girlfriends, plural. In yeah. some cases, you may have children with, you know, your yeah. it's it's you the now have could... all these people, and so yeah. I mean, this is the whole concept of ballers, right? The show ballers, the yeah. whole concept of the show ballers was like, how do we help players so they don't end up broke after they're not playing anymore? That was the, how yeah. that that the, the, was the sort of modus operandi of the like the plot of the original plot of the show and so why the rocks character was doing what he was doing no, and like so he presented and that show was i wish that show still was on because i'd be like oh there's so many storylines right now <laughs> i think what's so crazy is like alan iverson actually had a crazy story so his manager agent personal friend took money and locked it away and he couldn't touch it till he was like in his 40s right so he was just spending money like crazy and people thought he was broke, but he knew he had $40 million that was gaining interest. He gets it when he's 40. He spends like crazy. You start getting older, you start spending less and then you get this money at the top, at the top up. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty smart on his, on his business managers. And because he knew as a young player, some of them get into good things like Shaq and those guys, they went into businesses. They just put their money into different businesses. They bought a bunch yeah. of businesses. And now yeah. <clears throat> those things make their money. But, yeah. I mean, Antoine Walker was a perfect example of a player that had two $200 million contracts and is bankrupt. Right. And he, you know, he says he blames Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley for 
taking him to Vegas and gambling, but I mean, you're an adult. You're an adult. You're an adult. And and this is something, you know, all the sports leagues, I do think they should think about. Not the NBA, not, I think, is a little more ahead in this. And they have fewer players, but the NFL really, you know, thinking of once players aren't playing, what do their pensions look like? What do yeah, you, they should, what they does should their health care look like for the NFL? Yeah. For sure, you need health care. You know, yeah. these guys and, need and, their health care. And when do they the get their, their pension? Because what? if I play in the NBA or the NFL mm-hmm. and my career ends at 34, I got to wait till 65 to get my pension? No, no. So, okay. so what happens? Does it, is it earlier? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, that's I have my, no idea. I have curiosity. no idea. Because do these players go broke and then when they get into their 60s start getting million dollar checks and they're like, oh shoot, here's my pension. Would have been nice having this 10 years ago. Or yeah. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an interesting dilemma. I think it's, it's one we all deal with, you know, they might make millions of dollars, but they still got, still got the same problems we all got. And on that note, the heat is about to be Denver's problem. Yeah. Starting what Thursday night? Is that when it starts? Yeah. So we will Thursday get night. I'm gonna, I am determined to get this up before the finals start. Are you got you got your so your prediction is Denver. Do you have game predictions? How many games? I don't I is, is are, I feel like I'm being forced into Denver being my prediction just because it has been my prediction. The problem you, is you, I didn't you, expect you, you, you Denver to play a team that I, I liked so much. Right, right. But the been, only team you, in the you, East I really other I like the Cavs and Miami sort of won me over. I never disliked Miami or anything. You picked like the, that. you picked Denver from the beginning, man. So I just thought you were gonna ride with them. Well, I have to ride with them because I have <laughs> picked them. And I do actually yeah. think they're the better team. Right. I just but I, I I would love to see Miami win. This is I'm very I, I, I can't make a decision. It's like Okay, so if we if you pick Denver, yeah, is it is it a four one four two series? Do you think it goes seven? Mm-hmm. What do you got here? If it's Denver, I think it's a six game series, probably. Yeah. So here's my crazy prediction: If in the first game, Denver's inexperience shows up, Miami will will probably take those games in, in Denver. That's true. And then it's I don't know what the I, I think it's gonna go seven because it will they'll 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 yeah. catch up and in Miami it will bounce back and if forth. If Miami wins at all, it will go seven for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll take seven. Miami games, will so. not win in less than seven. Yeah. If it goes seven, Miami has a very good chance of winning. It it's it's I don't know, man. Denver's tough. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. We'll know the first game. We'll know. We'll have a good sense. I think yeah, it's going to sure. be if Miami looks just completely out of like if Denver dominates in the first yeah. game, then I'll be like, yeah, yeah they yeah, might. This tough. might be a five game series. Yeah, that'll be tough. But so we'll see. We shall see. Jimmy buckets. He trademarked Jimmy. What does he do? Jimmy buckets. Hit- yeah, he, he he did a trademark for Himmy Buckets. <laughs> Is that gonna, gonna be a do, chicken chain? A chicken chain? He's gonna do. A, he's gonna do bucket hats or 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 chicken chicken coffee. 
Oh. And hats, I think it was. <laughs> cowboy. The cowboy hats. Cowboy hats? No, he needs bucket hats. The bucket, yeah, cowboy, yeah, bucket hats. I don't know what kind of hats, but definitely the coffee. Oh, coffee and like sports apparel. Okay, sports apparel. Jimmy buckets. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Playoff Jimmy is. And before I go, the NBA players have to play for 10 seasons and there's two tiers of their pension. Either kicks in when they're 50 or when they're 45. Okay. So you heard it here, Adam Silver. We have the pension plan for the NBA. Or 62, depending on who you are. Okay. That's- I think most players go for 62. I, you know, I well, would always I would, money. Right. And then, you know, probably has something kicker in there that if you pass the doubles or, or goes four times more for your spouse. So why would you pick the least? You'd pick the most. Yeah. Pick the later one. There you yeah, go. I just, I just wanted to know because I know for me. That is the pension plan. My pension, you know, I try to get, get as much those, money. Those there. of us that, <laughs> those of us out there that have pensions. Yeah, trying to, trying to listen. It's it's worse. It's less money than to just continue to work for nothing. So yeah. Well, that is. We now know the NBA's pension plan. For yeah, just thinking curious, about like thinking about, J- thinking about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown uh, needs his pension plan. <laughs> he needs he needs a he needs a left hand. <laughs> he needs a left hand before he needs his pension plan. We'll talk more about this. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go. Oh. There's, there's something else. One more thing. We have I don't think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be on the same team next year. Maybe can Jalen Brown come to the Cavs? Is that a position the Cavs he need? could. But because I, they looked at the salaries and they will have to pay those two players. A lot of money. North of $600 million for them to stay together because they're both Supermax eligible. Oh, then the Cavs can't take Jalen Brown. They don't have the. They don't have. I don't think the Cavs have the room on their because they're 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 gonna, they're gonna sign Evan Mobley to a max. So so that's my thing. Is Jalen Brown worth super max? Or would you trade him for? Wait, I would trade him for a point guard. They need a point guard. Marcus Smart is not a point guard. They need to what stop. They trade him for wait. What is okay? Jalen Brown. Why am I not like? We want to trade it for for Fred Van Vliet. That's 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 a. We don't even have Fred Van Vliet. We don't no. even know who's going to be here. Forward. No, you know who they could trade him for. The Cavs could trade been? him. Oh, for my right. favorite player, Darius Garland. That might not be a bad trade. I would cry. Teams. I would cry. I would I, literally. I think every Cavs fan would cry. And every Boston fan will cry until Garland started playing and until Brown started playing over there, and they would be okay. It would be okay, but it would be sad. Because I think because Boston doesn't have a point guard, those guys handle the ball too much, and they're not really ball ball handlers. And, and Brown's more Cavs, of a slashing driver. And the Cavs have, I mean, they have Darius Garland. They have Donovan Mitchell who can handle the ball and who comes off the bench. I forget. Who's the other point guard on the Cavs? Why am I like? Well, yeah, that's the problem. They have too much point guards. They have too you many. Can't even remember. Well, they have, they have Ricky Rubio. Yeah. But you're not going to have Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is not going to start for you. That's the only thing. 
forgot that guy was still playing basketball. Well, he was hurt for like a year. He had pulled it. He tore his ACL. And he's not really quite the same as he was before. You know, whenever it is. He's not good. I, anyways, I don't know who they're. <laughs> I, I don't know if the Cavs can really get rid of Darius Garland. No. But, you know, that was that's that's the trade. If it's got to be somebody amazing. That's the only way you be... would get J- Jalen Brown. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. You can't give up. This is a Cavs dilemma is for the player that they would need and want in that position. What they would have to give up is not anything they want to give up. I think they just need to think about. Maybe it is Max Struess. Maybe it's Struess. A free agent. Maybe. There's a guy like that. We'll see. We got um we got we got twenty two days to the NBA draft. There could be some trades there. Oh, there's gonna be some trades. Some free we'll agents. We'll see who, we'll see who the Raptors pick as a head coach. And we'll So be... we have a lot to including the finals, we've got a lot to look forward to. We got some yeah. other oh, yeah. sports to start talking about more. And yep. we will be back probably in a couple of days on the weekend when the finals get started, because we will have our, we'll see how our predictions are playing out. Definitely, definitely. All right. We will see. I was like, Make the games sure- are so spaced up, so it's perfect. Amazing. We'll see you. Subscribe to us. Follow. You can follow me at Liz Gallo on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to follow us. And make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time. Right away. So, we'll see you. We always keep you.